Welcome to the Genius of Liberty, stories that celebrate the crucial yet forgotten role Ohio played in the fight for women's right to vote. I'm Hillary Copsey, your host. This series is named after the Genius of Liberty, one of the first U.S. periodicals published by a woman. Elizabeth A. Aldrich covered national women's rights conventions and advocated equal access to education, equal pay for equal work, and voting rights for women. She also had ties to the Mercantile Library. Catherine Durek writes and voices Genius of Liberty stories, and Chris Messick records and produces the series. Today's story is the death of Susan B. Anthony. In March 1906, Harriet Taylor Upton shared the news of Susan B. Anthony's death with readers of the Woman's Journal. Riding from national headquarters in Warren, Ohio, Mrs. Harriet Taylor Upton brought sorrowful news to suffragists nationwide. Susan B. Anthony was dead. The doors of the headquarters of the National American Woman Suffrage Association were closed all day Thursday, March 15th, because the voice of its great leader was stilled in death, Mrs. Upton wrote, explaining that she and Miss Elizabeth Hauser were at Rochester, trying to lighten the burdens of those who had been privileged to minister to Miss Anthony in her last moments. Mrs. Upton described the somber scene for readers of the Woman's Journal. In the little chamber whose windows looked into a small side yard, she breathed her last. In this room, she had worked out many of the greater problems for the cause of women. In this room, she had calmed herself when her official life was stormy, and here she had rejoiced in the victories. It was fitting, then, that here she should bid the world farewell. When those of us who were near to her remember how she feared loss of mental or physical vigor, we are grateful that neither came to her. As Miss Shaw sat at her bedside holding her hand, she would inquire for this worker and that. Once, when a little weaker, she said, are they not all splendid, these, these workers, I mean? I can see their faces so plainly. Sometimes I forget the names, but I see them. As her body lay in a simple casket of Quaker gray, her face seemed like a piece of fair marble, her hair combed as she wore it in life, while her dress was relieved by the lace she so loved. On her breast was a little enameled flag in which two tiny diamonds glittered to simulate the gleam of real stars. These stars represented Wyoming and Colorado, the pin having been given her before Utah and Idaho came in. Thursday morning, with the snow falling steadily, with the flags of the city at half-mast, her body was taken to the church. Here, 10,000 persons are said to have looked upon her face. No one was denied. Throughout her whole life, she had made no distinctions of creed or color, and so now people of all stations, of all conditions, came to show their loving gratitude. Through the softly falling snow, her relatives and a few friends followed her body to Mount Hope Cemetery. Somehow there was a holiness about it all, and we felt that we had laid away a garment only and that she had but gone on a journey. When we gathered for the evening meal, we felt how happy she would be if she could see how determined we were to win our fight. Each one rejoiced that her path had led that way. Each one consecrated herself anew. 
Oh, this blessed mother of us all, how happy are we that we were permitted to lighten her burden a little, to inspire her with trust, and help her to lay down her work peacefully. The thought of those nearest her seems to be the thought of all her followers, for upon returning to headquarters, we find letters from all parts of the country expressing profound sorrow, but filled, too, with the spirit of determination never to give up the fight. And this spirit will grow and grow as the echoes of her last publicly spoken words reach an ever-widening circle. Failure is impossible. Thank you for listening to The Genius of Liberty. You can subscribe to The Genius of Liberty through Apple Podcasts and find all of our episodes at soundcloud.com slash thegeniusofliberty. Our theme music is Battle Hymn of the Republic Medley by Marissa Anderson, originally recorded live on WFMU and used with permission. Genius of Liberty stories come to you from Cincinnati's Mercantile Library. You belong here. <laughs>